Welcome. You're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems Officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Now, here's your host, Maria Bauer. Hello and welcome. It's time for your daily strength to shine. For those following along with the Faith vs. Weight program, Daily Strength to Shine Action Guide, this corresponds with Week 1, Day 2, opening with our first Bible verse of the day, coming from Deuteronomy 1.6. You have lived long enough at this mountain. One estimation suggests the trip to the Promised Land was only an 11-day journey, but because of a lack of faith, it wound up taking the Israelites 40 years. When it comes to diets, it's easy to feel as if we are going around in circles for years as well. We find staunch, low-carb advocates, ketogenic diet fans, vegans, raw foodies, and even bariatric surgery. We also find packaged food delivery companies, HCG shots and pills. Then, before we know it, we find we are running out of money. I've had clients who have tried all of these methods, and you may have tried one of these yourself. When I look back and ask, what is the perfect diet, I remember this old saying, there are three sides to every story, his side, her side, and the truth, which often lands somewhere in the middle. When I first questioned what the perfect diet would be, I couldn't help thinking about centenarians. Surely they must eat a perfect diet. Well, not necessarily. On top of that, there is not one single diet centenarians follow. The Okinawan diet did not include Mediterranean dishes, just like the French centenarians are probably not slurping down Japanese miso soup. However, you can probably bet there are not many obese centenarians. As you examine cultures around the world and some of their centenarians, who supposedly have worse health care than we do, you will find they eat full fat, animal fat, whole grains, and even small amounts of processed carbohydrates and sugar. Some also have alcohol, while others do not. There is no one successful diet. However, they do have some things in common. Most are not on a diet, and eating seems to be a secondary instead of primary activity. They just eat a certain way that works for their bodies and not against them. They typically have strong spiritual and social connections. Centenarians also tend to keep moving. Although most may not be running a marathon, they are not sitting all day either. The only real common theme of these lifestyles is balance. There is a certain rhythm of habits and rituals that have been reinforced over time. In other words, they are not eating like Americans. They are not overdoing it at the all-you-can-eat buffet, and they are not abusing alcohol or overeating sugar. Most centenarians are not restricting any food group. So where does this leave you? What does Jesus have to say about your diet? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. John 4, 34. Before you take a bite of whatever this world has to offer, this is a reminder that we are here to accomplish His work, not our own. This is also a reminder that you and I are completely dependent on Him for all sustenance in order to do His will and work. He provided man in the wilderness to teach man to depend on Him alone, since food is something man could not live without. You couldn't hoard manna either. There was no buying manna in bulk. It would rot. This was a one day at a time type of dependence on the Lord. Whether you realize it or not, you and I are in the same boat. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. 
but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4.4 4. Since we cannot live on bread alone, we have to daily consume the word of God or we will always be hungry. As far as macronutrients go, we have protein, fat, and carbohydrate. I consider the word of God a fourth macronutrient. I cannot go days without it unless I want to suffer from malnutrition. I know what it is like to be without this macronutrient, and it is the worst kind of deficiency. A part of you dies. As for the other three macronutrients, let's start out with an old joke about exercise that applies to diets. Question, what is the best type of exercise? Punchline, the one you will actually do. The same thing applies to healthy diets. A healthy diet only works if you will actually follow it. Jesus met people where they were. However, he did not leave them there. When I first started out as a trainer, I wanted everyone to eat what I thought was the perfect diet. I was focused on egg white veggie omelets for breakfast. There's nothing wrong with omelets, except that some people don't like veggies in the morning, or eggs, or cooking, or breakfast, or mornings. That doesn't mean there aren't other healthy options. I also learned I had a crowd who loved smoothies. I fought this crowd for a long time until one day I decided to make blood sugar friendly smoothies and this was another breakthrough described in the appendix of the faith versus weight book magnifying the glory of god eventually the plan wound up being the easiest for the most clients they were able to follow it and happy to do so in their own words they told me they craved their smoothies and were shocked because they did not feel deprived when they went out for meals the reason they were not craving other foods was because they got a handle on their blood sugar when trying out a new diet, depending on the stage of change you are currently in, you may be ready to jump in or you may have to start out by working on one meal a day. In this case, try focusing on the same meal for three days, whether it's a daily donuts or pizza. Keep the following in mind. If you show up starving, you will leave stuffed. To be successful, you never want to be in situations where there are temptations, which is practically everywhere, when you are starving. You are fighting evolutionary urges when you do this, setting yourself up for failure. If you want to win, help your body have a fighting chance by filling up on the good stuff first so you are less vulnerable to the bad. It's actually easier to follow all of the plan rather than part of the plan. This may sound counterintuitive, but it is not, because the main goal is to control blood sugar. If you cheat, you are not only cheating on your current meal, but setting yourself up to fail at the next one because you will be fighting the blood sugar roller coaster. It is easier to try the whole plan for three days than to rip the band-aid off slowly. You can do anything for three days. The primary goal here is to magnify the glory of God by reclaiming your energy to serve the kingdom. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Proverbs 16.3 Finding something you are more excited about than food, like energy, is a great place to start. Getting specific as to why you want more energy to serve the kingdom based on what God is calling you to do is why you define your reward in the first place. Commit to the Lord and see what kinds of plans and doors He opens for you when you rededicate the body He gave you to serve as His hands and feet the reason we have a body in the first place. Today's reflection, how long have you lived on this mountain? Today's action, are you thinking about, thinking about, thinking about, thinking about getting healthy, or is it time to move on? Second, instead of ripping the band-aid off slowly, commit to at least three days on the plan. The next episode will walk you through it. Number three, remember to walk with the Lord. Thank you for listening to Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Consult your physician before starting any weight loss or exercise program.